Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to NS9 Post Game Show on Pittsburgh Baseball Now. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Tyler, me. a.k.a. Wagner to Kutch. <laughs> What's up, my guy? Just happy to be back. Are you happy to be back? You don't look happy to be back. I'm not happy to be back. I wanted another week of an all-star break. Now, mind you, I enjoy seeing you guys. Don't get me wrong. I don't enjoy having to watch this team. So there's that part of it, right? I mean, the Pirates are pretty bad right now. And as you mentioned, you know, especially with, uh, what am I going to say here? Oh, yeah, like this time of the year, you're hoping that the Pirates be more interesting to watch and such, right? Um, <clears throat> now, I get I get all that. But what I just want to say was just like, with the, especially us being doing the post-game show now after every game and such, what we're doing here. How nice was it to have that break, like you mentioned? I mean, it was just, I came home. There was no game to watch. There was no post-game to do. Just it chill. Great. It was really, it was great. It was very relaxing. And on top of that, my wife's not home this week. So, Oh, man, you had a great week. Best week ever. <laughs> and then the Pirates just drop a big, fat dookie on us today. You know what? You got, did you guys miss baseball last week? Well, here's Kevin Newman at the top of the order. Yoshi Sutsugo in the lineup. Diego Castillo. You get Noah O'Neill Cruz. Zach Thompson's on the hill. And Brian Reynolds is hurt still. Yes. Have fun. Facing Braxton Garrett for the Marlins, who isn't exactly, I mean, he was a top pick. Hasn't really done injuries and such. Hasn't really panned out in that sense. Made the Pirates look silly today. I mean, he went, what, six innings, seven sure. strikeouts. That slider with him was just – I mean, it did look filthy, but but also, I mean, it just made the Pirates look silly. So we yeah. get it on – I know it's probably because of the tenure of Oscar Marine. We get on him a lot, and I think deservedly so. Deservedly so. At what point do we turn the heat up on Andy Haynes? I know he's not working with much. But this team's approach to the plate is just pitiful. I, you know, it's something that we haven't been that vocal on. I think we're more more vocal on it, like in the off season. This season came, and we've kind of died out. It, it's been more, like you said, more on Oscar Marine, um, which we've actually seen the Pirates pitch. The starting pitchers have some improvement, so we've backed off of that a little bit, even right. But you're absolutely correct. I understand that Yoshi Sasugo stinks. And much of this is a lot of, right? Josh Van Meter. Like this, this isn't, we're in that sense too, like you mentioned, like how much is, is it the lineup? I mean, these players aren't good. How much can you do with them? But I think like you're saying the approach, and I think what stands out the most is like O'Neill Cruz. At this point, it's not even just him. I can't remember who it was right before the break that brought, I think it was Stumpf actually that might've brought it up to Shelton about how many strikes they took that day. And it was in the fifties. 
I believe. Okay. I, I thought 47, but regardless. It might have been. But regardless, it was that's a almost lot. 50, and that's where we're at. Right. So I don't understand how you, like, this team can give up pitches. <laughs> no, they cannot. They are not good enough for it. Their approaches at the plate are very bad. They strike out a lot. Struck out 11 more times a day, and they don't walk enough to make up for it. No. Nor do they have the power on this team to do it. No. And, and they lost two of those things today. And once again, all that should come back to kind of defend him because he's not dealing with any real major league talent in this lineup right now. But even what's there, talent-wise, hasn't been good. Brian Hayes right. has had a bad year at the plate. He has. O'Neal Cruz I know hasn't Reynolds struggled, but he's kind of back. And, and right, and that's why I pointed to O'Neill Cruz because you can clearly look at this lineup up and down for the most part and just say, like, Josh Van Meter isn't good. I mean, a lot of this comes on to the GM and the roster construction. Like, these guys shouldn't be major leaguers. So can you blame him for having to coach up these guys and, and not succeeding? Right in that sense, so so I get that, and that's why I point to O'Neill Cruz because I think, and you've been all on this too. Like when you look at O'Neill Cruz, like just how conservative he is. I mean, he just allows two strikes to get on him, and then he's just in swing mode. And and here we are, and we're seeing it up into the lineup. The one the one guy that we don't see it from is Chavis, who's might be having his best year ever at the plate, even though he's struggling, right to this point, but still probably his best year ever. Well, yeah, I mean, it certainly is. But at what point is that heat going to be turned up on his seat? He'll get another I think it year, needs to sure. start. I, I think it needs to start. And and again, it, it, I don't want to make it a singular thing. Like, everything is on him about Ono Cruz and right. put all the blame on him, too, from Ono Cruz. But again, like, that to me just what stands out the most. And that is a good hitter. Like, you need to see Ono Cruz hit. You need to see him become a productive player. And I'm not, again, like I'm not taking away from his struggles and putting in passing blame, but that's something that you stand out and notice is his, like his approach. And maybe if he was more aggressive in swinging on fastballs that are coming down the middle, instead of watching them go by, he might have better numbers. Yeah, and it's, it's been half a year. But it's the same thing we were doing with Marine. Who did Marine improve? Right. Hitting-wise, who has improved? It's Once again, 90 games maybe. Maybe Vogelbach, but it was a half a year of just kind of lightning in a bottle. Where but he was the weird thing about that usually is, is Vogel... Oh, hold on now. Wait. Like my mind. Is Haynes this year or was he signed last year? This year, right? I'm I'm not crazy. I, right? That's what I thought so. But I was like, before I said this, I don't want to sound dumb. Yeah, so what I was getting year. at was Vogelbach was with with him before the Brewers, though, as well. Right. So, like, I can't say he came over and changed Vogelbach because really, it's just a continuation for the most part in that sense. Um, but like Vogelbach, you can say like he, I mean, he has he has hit this year, but it's like I don't know if I can really tout Haynes for that because that was also his hitting coach in Milwaukee beforehand as well which led him to signing this ridiculously low contract. <laughs> so, but outside of Vogelbach, I don't really know who you can credit. 
So, I mean, it's a lot of bad players in the lineup. Don't get me wrong. Right. So There's I guess like Chavis. Chavis is probably the Even, only one that you can look at that's productive right now that like wasn't so much as like last year and such. Hayes has struggled, but he's had struggles before. Reynolds struggled, but he's back. I mean, I can't blame or credit. So I don't know. Like the, to me, no needle has really moved with either any player. Yeah. It, this is more of a NS9 live discussion, but there was a game that happened today. <laughs> yes. And 11 strikeouts took place. Yeah, that they did. And Yoshi. Golden Sombrero, 0 for 3, 3 strikeouts. Because he is a cleanup hitter. How much longer Let's do this. this. Let's do this. The Pirates did have two hits tonight. <laughs> so shout out to Cabrian Hayes. And shout out to our catcher, Jason DeLay, with his first career home run. And again, like, listen, it's a very small sample. I'm very bullish in the sense of Jason DeLay seemed to be a defensive, although he had the catcher's interference or blocking the plate tonight. Controversial, maybe. Um, but defensively, he looked good. And it's like the bat has been bad, but whatever. The bat's been productive so far against Small Sample, but he's batting 324 in the year, 861 OPS. We, we saw he's a doubles machine. Tonight, he's hit a home run. Like, what's going on with Jason DeLay? <laughs> He's lucking in some hits, I think. But, I mean, he's he's a capable backup catcher, I think. Andy Haynes, credit to him? <laughs> I guess. like, I guess he's got to get credit for the two-week success that he's had. There you go. But, I mean, I, think, I do think he's a capable backup catcher. I'm okay with him being on this team, and I'm very happy they made the right decision and stuck with him instead of Perez. Agree on all that. Agree on all that. And again, the, or the only reason I wanted him and felt from day one, from the first game, I said this move needs to, needs to happen was just because of the defense. I mean, Michael Perez mm -hmm. is just bad at everything. And if DeLay can at least just be good defensively, then that's a plus. But like the offense is there. And I'm not suspecting this to transpire the entire season, of course, mind you. But it's continuing. Like he is doing it. He's putting up offensive numbers. So like what a pleasant surprise. I'm going to be honest. If that's true, I missed the whole Michael Perez DFA. Oh, yeah. I've been a long day. It has been a long day. I've been very busy. And, and, and again, yes. I mean, I'm not elated no matter who won the game. The game was pretty bad. I had to watch through it. <laughs> but um, again, with Michael Perez off the roster, my biggest thing is Jason DeLay and Tyler Hyman. For this team and this year, it's a good enough roster deal for me, and that's who it should be, so the correct move is made. Absolutely. I'm okay with both those guys, especially the way the catcher position has gone hitting-wise. It seems to be back to the guys that suck or behind plate at hitting and it's defense, defensive specialists again. Yeah, We saw a little phase where it almost had like that shortstop revolution where everybody all of a sudden could hit. Now we're back to the Chris Stewart's of the world are taking over. We are till those Roboams come. Yeah. <laughs> till Henry Davis is up here. There you go. Perfect. So, uh, yeah. So I guess again, Hayes and delay were the only ones with hits tonight against the Miami Marlins, the Miami Marlins who came into this game. Was it 30, 34? Yeah, it it 37. 34. It's in that ballpark. 
Well, they had so they, I mean they scored. When did they score? They scored in the fourth. So I think it was thirty-seven. So I think they had maybe thirty-four. I don't know. Whatever. But Nardo. Yeah. It is a minor miracle they did not score before that. Do you wanna you wanna just hear the first like two innings of Zach Thompson? Do, do it. First batter. Hundred mile hundred mile an hour line out. Walk. 108 ground out, 99 ground out, and then a ground out that doesn't register. Second inning, 104 mile per hour line out. Struck someone out, good for him. 103 mile per hour line out. Third inning, 100 mile per hour single. We got an 81 mile an hour ground out. 97 mile per hour ground out. Fourth inning, 103, 67. We got some weak contact, 88, 84, and then we started to settle in a hair. There you That's go. a lot of 100 mile per hour hits. So Zach Thompson had a lot of hard hits against him. <laughs> it's safe to say. Uh, you, you know, again, the Mons came in here. We'll settle between 34 and 37 <laughs> scoreless innings. Um, it was kind of a big deal. I think the record was 38 that was set, I think, last year as well, or if not the year before that. Um, it's it's not it's, – again, it's, we keep talking. Like, this team isn't terrible offensively, but, of course, a lot of it was because of Jazz Chisholm, and the Pirates were blessed to be facing the Marlins without Jazz Chisholm. But they didn't need him tonight because the Marlins scored eight runs. Uh, and, like, as you mentioned, yeah, Zach Thompson goes 5.1, gives up seven earned. And like you said, he kind of escaped quite a bit in the beginning part. So it could have been worse, but he's given a lot of hits. Now, I know we've talked about Zach Thompson, the evolution about, you know, him throwing the cutter more, the two-seamer and such, and how he's looked since, I think it's May 3rd, May 5th, whatever that date was. Um, he went to the IL. He's come back. Hasn't looked too, too sharp since. Um, had four starts. Two of them had two earned. Now, mind you, he didn't last five innings in the first. Third Third start had only one earned, and then of course tonight just kind of, you know, gave up everything. So I'm not I'm not dumping on Zach Thompson yet. I'm not saying you know what that was just a hot stretch. He's done. He's garbage. Get this guy off the team. I'm still intrigued. It's it's been four starts after the IL stints. I mean, I still need to see a whole rest of the season's worth to really make any type of opinion on him. But I, I know where you're going with this, and that's why I want to preference it because I'm going to give you your floor. But I, it's it's not been good lately. Yeah, he's bad. <laughs> he stinks. This he's pedestrian. He he's a guy that I'm okay keeping on this roster right now because he can throw five innings and give up twelve runs and get you through a game of a blowout. Aside from that, he's as pedestrian as they come. He's just a guy. The guy's got like a five and a half fit. He doesn't miss bats. Yes. He yes. gets killed. But he can eat some innings. And I guess this team needs to eat some innings. So I'm fine, I guess. I would be a little bit more intrigued maybe with a move to the bullpen because we did see that work for him a little bit last year. Kind of a swingman type role. I'd be okay with him moving into like the Underwood Jr. role. Right. But as a starter, I have no interest going beyond this year with him. So let's go back. You mentioned how this is an NS9 live type of show. 
let's just go back to the last NS9 Live we talked about and like looking into the future, the guys that you're kind of interested in and such. And I think we all kind of felt that, you know, Zach Thompson, you can't really pencil him in for a rotation guy. Um, you, I think it was you or Jim, and I said that was the first time I made that comp- like thought of that comp, and it was so good. Trevor Williams, like tonight, just kind of shows that when he gets hit, he gets hit hard. That was Trevor Williams. Like he doesn't miss bats either, right? He just escaped quite a bit. Weak contact got outs. When you're not giving a weak contact like tonight, and they got your number, I mean, five innings, seven earned. So I, I, again, like I'm not jumping the boat and just saying he's done. I still want to see a little bit more. But I'm still on that side where I don't think he's going to be a future rotation type of arm. When the Pirates are good, more or less. He could still be that next year. If he's in the rotation next year, I'm going to have some problems. Well, That means they really did nothing again. Yeah. Well, let's let's transition because we also have a comment here uh, in regards of a question. So you talked about if they do nothing next year. They, they started doing the somethings. So today was the big trade. They traded Daniel Vogelbach, and I guess where there's smoke, there's fire. Where there's fire, there's smoke. The Mets were in conversations, apparently. We've heard the rumors. They made a deal with the Mets today. So they trade Daniel Vogelbach, which, mind you, I want to put this out here because I think there's some confusion I saw. So Daniel Vogelbach it does have an extra year of control. He does have that option for $1.5 million next year. So this isn't like a rental, per se. Um, so Daniel Vogelbach was traded to the Mets. For Colin Holderman. Let's talk. Let's talk about this trade. What are your initial, what was your initial thought on this? I think my initial thought after I had to look up who Colin Holderman was. Uh because I mean, let's be honest. Does anybody know who he is? I don't watch um, the Mets. People in New York. Yeah, I don't watch the Mets. Looked him up. Fine. Whatever. That's my initial thoughts of it. That's kind of still where I'm at. I'm not really upset about it. The team does need relievers. <clears throat> From everything I see, he looks like he's a capable guy. Fine with it, but I'm I tweeted. I'm just kind of at the point where I don't like giving up useful major leaguers for relievers. I think they can be found on the cheap and we've seen it with this team before, maybe not in the Sherrington era, but before that we saw a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I don't love giving up probably your second best hitter right now, but I'm also more okay because Jim and I have talked about this with Vogelbach. He's a very limited player and he just does not fit on this team. Because with Yoshi, with Chavis, which, yeah, we know Yoshi needs to go. It is what it is. They've got two guys that cannot play first base. And with the new universal DH, it's a role that you'd probably like to fill as a day off type deal with maybe a Brian Reynolds or a Hayes or Cruz, whoever you want to plug into that role at that point. And it's just kind of stuck with Vogelbach now because he can't play anywhere else. So there's not really a place for him on this team. He's more useful to another team. I'm fine getting a reliever, I guess. I don't really... I'm happy it wasn't like a low-A lottery ticket, because that's when it feels like we're doing this again. We're just kicking the can again. 
it improve it maybe doesn't improve the team now depending on how he does but it at least it's a piece for this team now i like the way you put that and that's kind of how i summed it up you know when the smoke started coming out that Vogelbach could be traded i know we didn't talk too too much like on twitter out there right but like internally we kind of talked about this and i was on the fence like this this seems dumb this seems dumb because especially like what do we tout like corner outfielders go for so cheap right corner you know like a first baseman goes for cheap and you talk about like a dh like you mentioned very limited he's a dh and essentially a platoon dh because he he's ma- he mashes righties like let's get that for all the other people are, well he's a 206 hitter okay cool i i get that and you're just speaking of batting average but verse righties he mashes a 149 weight runs created plus he bats 260 like 370 a 520 slugging 12 home runs against righties. He's the 17th best hitter in baseball versus righties. So he mashes. And that's also the better side of the platoon, right? Righties versus lefties. But like you said, he's very limited. And and so like where I was coming from was, I don't want to see a trade because you're not going to get much in return. It's like what you were saying. Like you're probably going to get this single label. It's like the Tyler Anderson trade. You're going to get the Tyler Anderson trade. And is there upside in that? No. Is that really going to do anything? No. So if you're not going to get anything really for him, just keep him for the $1.5 million for next year. And that way you have him next year as well. And hell, if something better comes up, like you could also trade him next year if things aren't going well, you know, but like keep him because you guys, like you see this team and where it's going next year, this team's going to need hitters. Now I hope there's a first baseman that's signed or uh, we don't have the same problem this year, Yoshi and Vogelbach, but at least you have him there as a DH. He's a very competent DH and he's very, very cheap. So just go with it. This is why I like the trade. It's for all those reasons that you mentioned. It's not some single A player that's very limited ceiling and just a catcher that's not going to go anywhere. You know what I mean? Like organizational depth, more or less. There is a useful player. This reliever, the Mets clearly like what I find funny is. When you look on both Twitters, when you look at Pirates Twitter, all the replies hated it. When you look at Mets Twitter, all the replies hated it. So honestly, that to me made me feel a little comfortable because I don't know. I don't watch this guy every day. Like you mentioned, who is this guy? I don't know. But Mets fans seem to really, really enjoy him. And that's a team also that needs relievers. (laughs) So that's also what they're kind of pissed off. It reminded me of Clay Holmes trade. There you, there you go. Everybody was mad they were trading Hoy Park, and we were happy that we were trading Clay Holmes. Yeah. So it's like this is actually a useful guy. 17.1 innings, a 2.04 ERA. Uh, he's a sinker, cutter, slatter guy. Throws about 96 miles an hour. It's not great. So like, I don't look at this guy and say, oh, he's elite. But he seems like he could be useful. And like you said, This is something that happens today. He is here today. The guy that I figured they would trade, you would hope to be this person. So they got this person now. And that's why I'm okay with it. Yes, I get your point of it's easier to build bullpens. There are a dime a dozen, like all that. But same sense of Vogelbach, he is very limited. And he's a right-hand platoon DH guy. There's not a whole lot of value in that either. So I think they actually did well value-wise in getting what they got, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, they also probably did sell high on Vogelbach right now. 
you look at his career, he's he's not this hitter in his career. Now, whether that be because he's been used more against lefties previously or things like that, maybe, but he will go through slumps. That's who he is. So they probably sold high on him. They got a reliever with control that seems like he can be a capable, at least somewhat back end type of guy. That's, I, I guess that's the best you can hope. I, at least they didn't go with the A ball pitcher with good stuff that probably ends up in the bullpen like this guy. Right. And again, like that, the best case scenario for him is to be this guy. So now you're eliminating like all the like risk more or less, and you got the guy. And that's why I'm okay with it. Like when you it's look also- at the trade and you see a 26 year old reliever, my initial was, oh God, a 26 year old reliever. Like, what are we doing? Pretty much here? what I thought immediately. Right. When you looked into him, I was like, you know what? I get it. And that's one of the things too, like with COVID, kind of screw with him. He was a starter, it went to the bullpen. I, I kind of like his stuff. I kind of I kind of dig him. So for all the reasons we talked about some of the arms in this bullpen for the Pirates not being good, when I want to claim them good, it is just 17.2 innings for the, the Mets. So back off a little bit before you say, we got an elite reliever at a 2.04 ERA, but like the things around it seem pretty good. I'm not saying it's all going to be sustainable and going to be great. He hasn't given up a home run yet and such, but like things look, things look good. He doesn't have to be a back-end guy. Just the fact that maybe we're starting to build a bullpen Dude, we just Add watched Dylan Peters get rocked. At this Boy. point, any reliever help, whatever, whatever. I'm fine. So let's go back to the questions that Dave White asked. So who goes out of the bullpen for Holderman? What's my normal response to this? <laughs> Tell us. Throw a dart. <laughs> just not Bednar, right? Yeah. Remove Crow and Bednar and throw a dart at the rest of them. <sighs> I really don't care. I mean, I'd have to actually look and see who's in the bullpen at this point because it changes every day. Right. Terrible podcasting. <laughs> um. See, it's like, I don't... I don't really know. I don't want to make any suggestions here because as we know, we're always wrong. Um, I mean, Anthony says Stratton. I, I still don't think, I don't think Stratton either. I don't either. I just, I don't know because I think honestly, the way you put it is just the best, like throw a dart. I mean, it, it could literally could be so many players, probably not the other Santos. I don't think Stratton either. I mean, I think they're going to keep him around. Um, but he hasn't looked good. And, and again, like I've talked, I've touted that he's not this bad. He's not this bad. I'm, I'm wrong. I'm on this hour. No, he's, he's this bad. He's lost it. He's just, he's lost it. It could be Stratton, but they're going to need arms. Um, I'm okay. Keeping I I mean, honestly, I'd go Peters. I just, I, I feel would, like I want to give Peters Stratton a little more Peters. time. I do not. Not at all. No, you would I go don't. Peters in. I would, yeah, Peters. Because I, I haven't seen enough of Benuelos, whatever his last name is yet. Right. 
beauty i guess like i will see a little more of peters i'm okay not seeing any more of it's almost like you can clump them all in the same like the same boat though because what we hate of peters i'm not saying it's gonna be to this degree but i feel like b is gonna eventually go down this path oh, also absolutely right? but he's not yet and he's not now so keep him there until he is i guess um, I wouldn't. I guess I wouldn't hate Peters. I'm not gonna hate any, any of them because, as we mentioned, like whether it's Strand, whether it's Peters, whether it's Beatty, whomever, like none of these guys are part of the future. So maybe Peters is it. He has not looked good his, since coming back from the IL. The last three outings he's had, he has not looked good at all. So what was it? I, I put it out there: six innings, eight earned, thirteen hits, three home runs. I mean, maybe that's why they use them today. They do tend to do that, though. The they toss the guy out there and use what they get and then get rid of him the next day. They have a habit of doing that. So if we talked ourselves through it, that it's going to be Dylan Peters? I think it's Dylan Peters. Okay. I'm Watch comfortable him with that. Just send De Los Santos down to the minors. Right. <laughs> course no there'll be some phantom il stint <laughs> that's possible as well it's going to be stratton he hasn't had one in some time that is I very possible had, i think he had a phantom il last year but they also have de young should be coming off the il yeah, that's true when did he get put on there i don't remember when but he's got to be coming soon yeah and i mean they and... could just rehab him for a month and Ronzi's got some controlled starts he's got to make. So it's going to be a point in time where he starts coming up soon. Uh, he's got to make those in Indy. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> Jim's argument was right on Twitter. So everybody knows that was, the, oh, he won't be down until August something. Yes, he will. Right. Um, Just going back to this game, like you said, Peters, he did not look good. 2.23 hits, one run, one of them being a homer. Stratton did come in, one hit, one strikeout. But yeah, like Stratton doesn't look the same guy. Again, like just overall, I don't think there's a whole lot we can really, really talk and discuss about this game. This, this game was terrible for the Pirates. And every, two facet, hits. every facet. Um, we talked about the trade. I, again, I don't hate the trade at all. I think you can easily talk me into liking it. At this point, I am more in favor and positive on it than anything. Um, but I, I want to see this guy pitch a little more than the 17 innings again. He's pitched for the Mets. So we have the rest of the year. We get to see him. Um, and, and again, like this is starting to build a path. I mean, De Los Santos does pan out. Crow's here. Bednar's here. This guy does pan out. Like you're looking like maybe there's a bullpen that's going to be here next year. So instead of having to purchase bullpen arm next year, maybe they just got to purchase a first baseman next year. And they can find one for cheap as we've talked about. And actually a productive one. And there's a path still for success for this team. Yeah. The encouraging thing about it is that it, it wasn't a kick the can down the road trade. Right. Which I think we kind of fear, which more of what we've been talking about with Quintana where we don't, I personally don't want to see another Tyler Anderson like trade that you've brought up. They need help and they need help now. 
which is why I would keep Quintana. And Vogelbach's a little different situation as we spoke about the limited of them. What's up, Justin? It, I'm happy that they didn't take another flyer on a low arm or a low A-ball arm. That's slightly intriguing. Agree. Let's uh, let's kind of tie this in real quick too before we wrap up because we'll get out of here soon. But with this trade, like you said, it happens for the now. It's a reliever. Also kind of seeing this draft this year. I mean, I know it was the high school kid that was taken overall as the batter, but you saw a lot of college arms being taken. Not many had really, really high ceiling types, but of course they're college arms, right? But are we kind of seeing like Charrington play into like, I'm going to build a bullpen. Like there's a build, there's a bullpen coming because we got all kinds of pitchers that are close to being ready too. Because you mentioned, like these college arms, it's not going to take long for them to go through the system. From a lot of them, so uh, are we speeding this up? Are, are we showing, like, hey guys, might not be contending next year, but let's get this thing going. It it definitely was like a let's take as many guys we can fast track, throw them at the wall and see see what sticks. There it is. That that's what that entire draft felt like. College arm, college arm, college arm. I hope that you get a few that turn out maybe as four and five starter, maybe. I, I do think they took some that have starter potential, especially early on. And they definitely need some starters for the rotation because it, it is a little limited. Mm-hmm. But it it did it might have been a little bit of an overreaction to the lack of pitching depth in the minors. Because he took all of them. And they were left-handed, yeah. too. Yeah, actually, that's a good point, too. <laughs> they were left. Which is funny enough, like, this this organization has a tough enough problem with you know left-handed hitters. And <laughs> the number one overall pick, well, not overall, but number one pick for the Pirates was also a left-handed high school bat. <laughs> now, mind you, I'm not going to draft Tamar Johnson because he's left-handed by any means. Yeah. But like, it's the irony in that. But right, there's a lot of... So there's a lot of lefties as far as hitters go in this organization. And there's a lot of righties for pitchers. So he did load up on pitchers, like you're saying, right? A little bit of a lack of quality as far as arms. And a lot of them were lefties. So, yeah. He is trying to build the ultimate home field advantage here. Short porch in left field. <laughs> I'm throwing all the lefties at you. You're not going to be able to hit it over that Clemente wall. And I'm getting all the left-handed hitters so they can hit it over it. Right. Right. And also, mind you, Wait, what was I just going to say? I no oh, idea. yeah. Speaking of, speaking of home field advantage, Jack Sawinski, two home runs tonight with the Indianapolis Indians. So, so Vogelback's gone. I'm just saying we're talking about, right, who's going to replace who or hold him in or whatever. I mean, with Vogelback being gone, there's a spot open for this lineup. Let's get you right, Jack Sawinski, because – Man, oh man, we just saw this lineup tonight, and it needs some. It needs some bats. It Never some in my power. Life. You know what? If you told me before this year that on July twenty second, I would see Yoshi Sutsugo, Kevin Newman, Jake Marisnik in the lineup, I think, man, they must be getting ready to trade these guys off for a haul. It must be veterans bouncing back. Nope, they all suck. Yeah. 
can't believe what a turnaround Kevin Newman has had <laughs> over O'Neill Cruz. Yeah, no <laughs> O'Neill Cruz in the lineup. Kevin Newman's in it on July 22nd. Yeah, well, hold your horses now because on July 23rd, the Pirates face Max Meyer, who is a righty. So we also get to talk about Josh Vamier oh. being in the lineup. Oh, yeah. So yep, he must be face. having an incredible season as well. All the trade chips for the Pirates. I can't wait till Van Meter is like DHing. <laughs> He's too valuable. Can't DH. Got to be in the field, man. No, Van Meter's going to play first base tomorrow. Yoshi's going to DH. Cruz will be in the lineup at sixth, seventh, probably sixth. Mm-hmm. Newman at second, obviously, hitting lead off. Duh. Van Meter might sneak up to second in the lineup. I don't know. Maybe fifth. Right. Can't wait. It's going to be exciting. So with that said, we will be back tomorrow to discuss that game. Hopefully, what's the over and under? 11 and a half strikeouts? Because it's like a right for the game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm taking that over all day. Taking the over? All right. Oh, yeah. All day. <laughs> so there you have it. So then, yeah, let's get out of here. It's been 37 minutes talking about the Pittsburgh Pirates coming after a 8-1 to one loss against the Marlins. I don't know how we do it, but we do. <laughs> so let's get because out of here. Because there was a trade today. There you go. Thank you, Ben Charity. It wasn't even on a holiday. Imagine that. <laughs> Good Lord. I'm glad I spent my Friday night doing this. Yeah, on this comment, we are logging off. I'm out of here. So yeah, we'll I'm see done. you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. Peace out for Scouts.